Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Here we are again, right back in the studio here in North Palm Beach, Florida. You heard the recorded introduction, and uh, I'll just add a little bit to it. Uh, We're... uh, in a very interesting time you regular listeners have heard me say this before but every day things get more interesting for the automotive business the retail and the wholesale manufacturing new cars used cars uh microchip shortages it's uh it's becoming uh well i've been in the business a long time i started as a dealer in 1968 if you can believe that and i did see some crazy times i mean uh we saw some crazy times back in those uh, almost 60 years that I've been around doing this. I have never seen anything like this, and that's that's saying a lot. This COVID pa- pandemic, uh, uh, the war in the Ukraine, uh, the economic situation, uh, the parts shor- shortage, they call it the supply chain shortage, the supply and demand situation with new and used cars. It is absolutely crazy out there, and it changes every day, and it changes differently than we expected. I'm guilty of uh, forecasting that uh, for the past two and a half years, and in about a year, things will be back to normal. Well, it's been almost three years, and they're not back to normal. I don't know when or if they're going to get back to normal. This car business, whether you're buying, selling, maintaining, or repairing your car, is just becoming more and more of an adventure for you and the dealers, the sellers, and the buyers. So uh, it's interesting to me. If it's interesting to me, I I hope it's interesting to you. Our role here this morning is to help you navigate this very, very difficult time to buy a car. Add to all of this Hurricane Ian, which, uh, again, threw a real monkey wrench, into the used car market and the new car market, mainly into Southwest Florida. Um, we broadcast from North or Southeast Florida and North Palm Beach. Uh, Ian touched other areas too, Georgia and North Carolina, but mainly uh, South, uh, Southwest Florida. A uh, huge number of uh, homes damaged, lives lost, and uh, as far as this show is concerned, a lot of used cars out there that you really, really got to be careful about. The uh, Rick, you got a point? There's actually a new story coming out from that area with electric cars having been flooded and now the water's draining yeah. away from them, yeah. catching fire from it. Yeah. So what I'm trying to uh, get to you, if, if you don't have to buy a car today, used or new, don't buy it. Every week, month that you wait, things are going to... If they don't get better, at least they'll be clearer. Uh, if prices stabilize, uh, then you'll probably still play a higher price. But uh, you can at least know that if you ha- if you wait, it's not going to go any lower. 
with used cars, I can't, I can't advise you enough to be careful. There's only one way that you can truly be sure you're getting a, a safe used car, and that's to have a good, trustworthy technician look at the car. You'll have to put it up on the lift. You'll have to go through the car carefully because water damage is about the worst thing you can have to happen to a car. It affects the electronics, the computerized products, the most expensive parts of your car. It's not so much the transmission, the engine, which used to be the big parts of expense in a car. It's talking about the computerization of your car, the navigation system, the computer modules that do all the fancy stuff, the safety stuff, uh, the uh, the cameras, the uh, the sensors, the radars, the lasers. I mean. What you're driving now is uh, a very high-tech piece of equipment, and you put that high-tech piece of equipment under water for just a, a minute or two, and you have totaled the car. Now, they could take that totaled car, and they can go over it with a fine-tooth comb, I mean the experts, and make it look like it's never been in a flood. They'll probably make it look better than it did before it was in the flood. That's, in fact, that happens to be a, a red flag right there. When a smart technician looks at the car, they say, hey, this is a four-year-old car. It shouldn't be this new, shiny, clean as it is. Uh, so you need an expert to check any used car or new, proposed new car, late model, whatever it is, before you buy it. Uh, that's my that's my urgent warning to you today because car market is booming, especially in South Florida and other areas that were touched by the hurricane. The hurricane caused people to have to have a car. If you have to have a car, you're going to buy a car, and you're going to buy it in a hurry, and you're going to be taken advantage of unless you're super careful. So even if it doesn't affect you and you have friends or uh, relations that are in other areas that were affected by the storm, uh, remind them, uh, spread the word, let people know that they can listen to this radio show or go to my blog, earloncars.com. Simple to remember, EarlOnCars.com. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash EarlOnCars. And we're also on Twitter. We're on YouTube.com forward slash EarlOnCars. There are a lot of ways that you can contact us. Uh, in the studio with me, we have Rick Kearney. And he's the one that has educated me a lot on flood cars. Uh, he's the one just mentioned a, a moment ago about the electrical cars on the southeast, southwest coast of Florida that were damaged, some of them actually catching fire. But there's not that many electrical cars out there. Most of them are just old-fashioned gasoline-powered cars, and they're the ones you're probably going to be buying, and they're the ones you have to be especially careful of. So. You can call in and ask Rick. He monitors the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Cars. You can talk directly to Rick and say, hey, listen, I'm getting ready to buy a car, or maybe I, I just bought a car, or my car was in a flood. He can answer a lot of questions for you about what happens to a car when the water rises to about the level of the dash, uh, even for a few minutes, and why you might not know about that damage till a month after you bought it maybe a year after you bought it. You won't know until something shorts out or something happens, and then it's too late. So be careful. Just be sure you don't buy that car if it's been exposed to water. My son, Stu Stewart, is in the studio, and he is our uh, cyber um, underground cover guy that sends our our, uh, undercover agent out to mystery shop car dealerships all over. 
in our mystery shopper this time shopped a car dealership in the flood affected area the hurricane ian affected area uh, to see what was going over there she actually went to bradenton which is right in the heart of the storm affected area hurricane affected area i should say so uh, Stu will talk about that mystery shopping report. And to my left is Nancy Stewart, my co-host, co-founder of Earl on Cars back about 20 years ago. And uh, she is a strong advocate for you female listeners out there. Um, we have a very special female caller out there, hopefully listening now, and she'll be calling on later in the show. Uh, we kind of took her from the very beginning of her issue with a car dealership, a Cadillac dealership, as it were, and her efforts to try to get getting justice <laughs> to, to, to getting a, a wrong done her made right and she took some advice and listened to us and she'll be calling in later in the show I think she started out as a first-time caller first-time female callers Nancy Stewart has a very special offer and I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy and she'll tell you all about that good morning everyone and welcome uh, for the ladies $50 $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call at 877-960-9960. And for others, you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have a whole lot to get to this morning. And uh, something that really is near and dear to my heart, that's uh, Lorg. And if you're not familiar with her name, uh, she was dealing with Ed Morse Cadillac, and uh, she went all the way to the the attorney's office, and uh, she got satisfaction. We talked to her yesterday and last night, and we were ecstatic um, at the outcome and the conclusion, and it's finally over, and she's a living example not to give up. Give us a call. 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. And don't forget to go to Earl on Cars where you can find that uh, column that uh, Earl mentioned, uh, how to avoid buying a flood car after the hurricane of Ian disaster. Uh, now back to the recovering car dealer. Now, I forgot to give out youranonymousfeedback.com, and I just looked at my iPhone Noticed I didn't see any recent youranonymousfeedback.coms. That's our favorite channel. People love it. Um, it's a URL, a, a web address um, that is uh, set up by a company that uh, does a lot of blue chip companies. A lot of companies like to use this form of feedback from their employees and customers, just like, you know, the police and uh, a lot, there's a lot of hotlines out there that, that are anonymous for a good reason. And people feel more comfortable with their privacy when they can communicate. They don't want to be harassed. Too many people you call, they keep a record of your call, your number, and they harass you after that. If you want total privacy and anonymity, just go to your anonymousfeedback.com, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback, F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K, just like it sounds, youranonymousfeedback.com. And Stu monitors that along with our text line, which again is for people that don't want to call me live radio. I mean, I don't blame you. I, I, I think back to when we first started the show, I was nervous. It's one thing to talk to somebody normally, but when you're talking to 10,000, 20, or 30,000 people all over the world and you start thinking about it, you can choke. Uh, 
I don't choke, and Nancy doesn't choke because we've been doing this for a long time. But if you, if you feel nervous about it, use our text number, and that is just Earl. I'm sorry, seven seven two. Four nine seven six five three zero. This text number is area code seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and the text will be will accrue them, and Steve monitors those along with the anonymous feedback. And if we don't get to your text right away, we will, and uh, by the end of the show, most likely. And uh, but by the way. I know you can't listen to the whole show. We're a two-hour show. We're, we're on from 8 a.m. Eastern Time to 10 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we archive all the shows, and that's on EarlOnCars.com. So if you can't catch the show, just go to EarlOnCars.com archives, and we have every show there. Uh, we have podcasts available. Uh, you can you can uh, go to YouTube and see segments of the show. So this show, if you can catch it, and we're we're all over the, you know, we're going to California. In fact, we're going to Bali. We have a listener in Bali. <laughs> we're in Canada. We're all over uh, every time zone. So go to the archives, listen to our podcast, and uh, you can check our podcast out on any of the podcast venues, Earl on Cars, and that's uh, the, the name of the podcast there. Uh, I'm going to turn the mic over to my son, Stu, uh, who I say uh, – He's in charge of Agent Lightning, who uh, we have been dispatching now for over a year, and uh, she is able. She's our, she's our our first permanent, I guess you'd call her, female shopper. She's amazing, and she's been all over. She's been in other states. Uh, she's out of this area a lot more frequently than our previous um, mystery shoppers did. So uh, he'll tell you about that and uh, see if we have any text or anonymous feedback. <coughs> well. It's a lot of times we uh, make it look like we plan these things, so uh, we can't take credit. Agent Lightning uh, was going to the West Coast uh, for uh, personal reasons anyway, <laughs> and when she was over there, she decided to knock out a couple of mystery shops. So it, it did sound the timing was good, and um, and I b- believe she was going out to check on on relatives and things like that um, at the affected area. So I know Bradenton. I used to date someone who lived in Bradenton back in in college. And it's a really nice beach town, um, and it's right there near Sarasota, and um, about you know about maybe forty-five minutes south of Tampa, Clearwater, and it was like right in the path. Um, and, and it's a typical small town. It's unusual yeah. to have a small town in Southwest Florida, but it is a small town. Oh yeah, it's just kind of like a little uh, yeah, it's a little downtown area, and it's a it's it's a cute little place. Um, but it got hit hard, not not nearly as bad as uh, as Cape Coral and Fort Myers Beach and all that area. But they were right there in the path of it, and so their market um, is going to be flooded with um, flood cars, <laughs> flooded with flood cars, and so they have a lot of things to worry about. They're, they're, um, these cars are going to wind up at dealerships around there. Also, those cars are going to wind up in dealerships uh, around here, and also there's cars that aren't going to be. Um, uh, I mean, some of these cars, like I'll mention the Mystery Shopping Report, will be totaled out by insurance companies. The tiles will be will be branded, and there will be a, a, a mechanism um, by which consumers can can identify these cars. But there will be thousands and thousands of cars that won't have that uh, branded title, and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, I'm going to hold up, though. Stu, while you're talking, I'll hold this up, and maybe Jonathan can put this on the on the people who are fl- streaming us. And, um, yeah. and uh, there's a huge demand uh, as you can imagine, in Florida, um, for cars, and of course, was also a huge amount of flood cars. So, yeah. this is the front page of our Palm Beach Post of, I think, for for Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, most of the um, like the pictures you've seen of the storm surge, and that clearly that was the the, the most uh, 
destruction came from the storm surge. Most of the deaths came. I think we're a hundred and something deaths right now. Yeah. A lot of them I read were, were older people um, that drowned, and that's just awful. Um, but Central Florida, the, the path of the storm went up over uh, Central Florida, huge metro areas of Orlando, millions of people. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Millions of people between Tampa and Orlando and Jacksonville, and uh, and millions of cars. So. Um, yeah, like I said, it was Agent Lightning was going over there anyway, but we got some good information for y'all coming up with the Mystery Shopping Report. And, um, and it's a two-part series. Uh, she did two, so next week we'll get to hear the other uh, the dealership. Uh, this week it's Firkins Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Bradenton, Florida. Um, we do have some texts if, uh, if we can. Yeah. Okay, no, no phone callers coming in. All right. Just remember, we prioritize phone calls, folks. So if you call and we're talking, we I'll stop talking, and up. we just jump right on the phone calls because you can only get five calls in, and we love the personal touch of a phone call. So, Stu, we'll get into our text now. I'm going to interrupt you for a moment, Stu, and uh, I'd like talk. We're talking so much about the hurricane. Let's talk about Earl's book and the impact it can have on these people that have been affected by the hurricane. And if you don't know about the book, it's Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And if you go to Amazon, you can order the book. And, uh, you know, all of the proceeds, all of the proceeds goes to Big Dog Ranch. And you know. <laughs> that was really Rick. Scared me. <laughs> we got to feed that dog. <laughs> that's, that's a hungry bird. I thought it that was dog a sounds hungry. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, thank you, Rick. Uh, I just want to remind all of you confessions of a recovering car dealer. Go to Amazon. And, like I said, 100% of the proceeds goes to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> and uh, Big Dog Ranch, feed that give, dog. Give him a granola bar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Laura Simmons is, uh, is, is out there and uh, her staff, and uh, they're uh, rescuing dogs and helping people. And uh, what a great job she has done during this disastrous time so take advantage of confessions of a recovering car dealer you can't go wrong you can put that book on the shelf you can use it today tomorrow or next year it will have an impact on you purchasing a vehicle 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 and as earl said and don't forget your anonymous feedback Dot com. Now back to Stu. Thanks, Nancy. Um, it's a good segue talking about Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Um, before I get to Anne Marie's text, um, we did get a text from Joe, um, who's out of town. He's a longtime listener, and his son has a as a dog um, that he has to give up, and he doesn't want it uh, to be put down. And they're willing to drive down. Um, what state are they? And they're gonna, they're going to drive down to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. I forwarded his message to you and Robin. It's a it's pretty heartbreaking, and it, but also inspiring. Um, so I sent that to you in email, and we'll get back to him. And um, absolutely, if you can drive the dog down, um, I don't think there's going to be any problem with Big Dog Ranch Rescue taking this, this in. You know, one thing with Big Dog is um, we're on that subject, and uh, you can foster a dog uh, even if you can't adopt one. And uh, the problem with Big Dog Ranch is the largest no-kill shelter anywhere in Florida, I think probably of the whole country, no dogs are euthanized at Big Dog Ranch. We have four or 500 dogs out there at all times, and the, 
the facility is expanding thanks to a lot of donations and a lot of personal help from Lori Simmons. Uh, the problem is we still are bulging in the seams because other other dog rescue places don't keep their dogs. They do euthanize them. And because we don't, they send us a dog. So we're getting dogs from all over the country and we are keeping them out there in our facility. So we don't have enough room all the time and we have to ask people to foster a dog. So if you can just take a dog for a week or two or two or three weeks maybe, you can free up some space and we're expanding out there as we speak. So Big Dog Ranch Rescue, that's www.bdrr.org. Big Dog, BDRR.org. You go there and you can offer to foster a dog and that'll make some space for someone that can permanently adopt one. Okay, back to you, Stu. All right, thanks, Dad. <clears throat> we have a Excuse call, me, Stu. Um, we do. We have Laura who's on the line and she's uh, been holding for a couple minutes and uh, I talked about her uh, as we opened the show this morning and uh, she's the young lady uh, who went after Ed Morris Cadillac. Went after Ed Morris Cadillac. Why? She was taken advantage of. And guess what? She was driven. She was focused. And she is an educated consumer. And uh, she never, ever lost sight of the prize. And the prize arrived yesterday. And that is satisfaction. Uppercase, exclamation point, satisfaction. Uh, we'll bring her on right now. Good morning, Lord. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Earl. Good morning. Um, I'll just, uh, Nancy, somewhat summarize things, but uh, to summarize your uh, your journey, you uh, you started out very distraught and upset because uh, the car dealership that you dealt with at Morse Cadillac was not hearing your complaints and certainly not acceding to them in any way, and you just didn't give up. and. Uh, uh, you you epitomized a, the, the type of consumer that I think is becoming more and more prevalent in in, in America today. People are people are not uh, they're not going to stand for it anymore. They're not going to sit quiet, and you continue to persist. And you listened to the show, and you complimented us on helping it to some extent. But it was really your your persistence to continue on. Now this wasn't a huge claim. It was a it was a valid claim, and it was an obvious claim. And we were very upset because the authorities were not listening. But you you persisted, and uh, you've uh, you've uh, signed an agreement. You've settled this. Uh, with Ed Morris Cadillac. Of course, in the agreement uh, you've signed, you can't disparage them or any way uh, criticize or yeah. anything like that. But I can, and I know what's <laughs> happened, and I'm, I can talk about it. But uh, I'll turn the mic back over to you or the phone back over to you, Laura, again. Just kind of give us in your words what happened. Okay. You, your advice was great. Um, you told me contact the Attorney General's office, which I did online. Um, I did that back in May, and I didn't hear anything until about a month ago. They sent me like a hoping email, which I then responded to online and said, look, you need to do something. These people are not going to answer you. Uh, I said, it's a small claim. It's a valid claim. They didn't honor a contract. And uh, the next thing I know, two weeks after I sent that email, um, I get a call from the service department in Ed Moore saying, you have to come in. We've got a check for you. 
Um, <laughs> that's about what happened. Yeah. But my, my big beef with them still, and it still sticks in my craw, is that the general manager didn't even have the guts to come and apologize. Yeah, I read that. That's amazing. And, uh, Hard to believe. That, that sticks in my craw. I mean, if I were running a business, I would want to come and make sure, you know, apologize or make sure things are okay. And it landed on the desk of a new service manager there and he was very nice and he listened but he had he had no background he had no mac backstory but um you know i did get my satisfaction and thank you very much you did advise me all i can say to people out there when you deal with something like the attorney general's office keep a paper trail um you have to be pretty good at online and i'm an older person and you know to attach emails and 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 scan things in. It's not as easy for me as it is for a younger person to do. Well, well, but I did it. Laura, yeah. correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but you wrote the Attorney General, you, you filled out the official form, you may issued a right. complaint, and uh, you didn't hear back from the Attorney General, but you think that the Attorney General contacted Ed Moore's Cadillac directly. Is, is that true? Yes. Um, from what I understand, they wrote a letter to the sales department. Now, whether they wrote it physically or it came through on an email, that I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I did have to sign a disclaimer, which then uh, Ed Morris has to send back to the Attorney General's office once it's notarized, which it was notarized. Yeah, that's and, a... and that that happened um, that happened yesterday. So you know, as you said, things got squared away. I persevered. But I can see where, um, if it were a bigger amount of money, um, it might have taken more, more back and forth. I was kind of shocked that because I put down an amount that I was out of pocket, you know, and it came from a Cadillac accessories catalog I had kept, you know, all those years ago. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I keep things. Well, this <laughs> is good or bad. But this this should be a lesson. Things. To, to all the car dealers out there, the amount of money, do you mind if I mention it? Uh, you can mention it. Uh, uh, $350 is what they gave you that they owed you, and probably and then some for aggravation. But uh, uh, what they paid their attorney, I'm, I'm reading the release that you faxed me, and uh, the release in itself, and the attorney got I guarantee you they paid this this attorney five thousand dollars because they were not they were stonewalling you on a three hundred fifty dollar claim. So uh, the lesson be learned to all you car dealers out there: it's not only the right thing to do, the moral ethical thing to do to it's the be right, thing. but it's also the cheapest thing because if you find someone like Lord that isn't going to be scared away, I love this release. I I I, I underlined a few. Uh, lines here. Uh, Lorig had to promise that she will never say anything bad about Ed Morris Cadillac again. And here's the legal term. And it says, um, reason by any matter cause a thing whatsoever from the beginning of the world to the days of the present. So, did you hear that, Lorig? From the beginning of the world. That's that's legal. That's, that's like taken straight uh, from English common law, yeah. I guarantee. And the fact that they paid you is not an admission of any liability nor a guarantee that any oh, additional no. service will be likewise provided. And then, and then you are pro prohibited and barred from bringing forth any additional claims against uh, Ed Morris Cadillac as a condition of this agreement. I mean, it's it's laughable. And this is for three hundred fifty bucks. They paid the lawyer. 
a uh, hundred times that much, yeah. and they could have just yeah. done the right thing. We've, we settled things in which we're, we were right just because <laughs> it wasn't worth it to get a yeah, lawyer. Right from the get-go. they could. But, you know, I afterwards I thought about it. You know, I, I was charged labor, and I should have put the labor charges in for a couple of hours of doing the work. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It's the principle. And I told the service manager, I said, it's the principle. If, if you go after the principle and, and you get them, you feel satisfied. It wasn't a monetary amount that mattered to me. It was the fact that they did wrong. And well, you, you cited that, too. You we're going to have to come up with yeah. a plaque. I, I wanna, I'm going to give you a, a heroine plaque. We'll have the hero heroine <laughs> plaque because anyone that is smart enough and tenacious enough to pursue something like you have. And we have some other people out there, very few, but uh, you really get a, you should get a medal for that, Lorgan. Thanks so much for being part of our show. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Earl, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Hurricane Ian and, and the electric vehicles, you know, by 2035, we're supposed to have electric vehicles only, mm-hmm. and they're going to be charging stations. Mm-hmm. Now, Florida, we're the lightning capital of the world. We, we get hit by hurricanes. What's going to happen if all those charging stations and all those cars and emergency vehicles, police vehicles can't run because of the charging stations down? Well, Are they going to be run on generators? What's uh, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a very good question. Uh, it, it's kind of the same thing with gas stations. You know, with a, when we had a power shortage, they can't pump the gas. I mean, it, it's not electricity, but uh, the gas pumps don't work when the uh, electricity goes out. So the, most of the service stations now have the generators, and I'm sure you're, you're right. The generator will be the answer, the backup generator. They'll probably be, by 2035, they'll probably be solar-powered uh, battery generators and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah there's a lot of there's, a, there's a lot of uh would have been now? Yeah. i'm like you lord i i can't envision 100 percent electric vehicles but it's going to happen we see it well, currently um florida is underway like bearing power lines they've been doing this for yeah. for 15 years now it's a slow i mean thousands of miles they mm-hmm. mentioned this during the um uh lead up to the storm and some communities, like my neighborhood, everything's buried, and we very rarely get a power outage. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, affected um, us also, yeah. that upgrade. And you guys yeah. did that in your neighborhood as well, yeah. 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 So that's, uh, oh, it's, gonna, it's fun to watch, isn't it, Lorg? I mean, uh, it's just uh, incredible what's happening uh, with electric vehicles, and uh, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. I, I, I can't believe that my great-grandson will not even see a combustion engine car. By, his, by the time he's old enough to drive, he'll, he'll have to buy an electric vehicle. So uh, it'll be fun to watch all that. Isn't that amazing? Just yeah. amazing. Well, I look forward to hearing you carry on that discussion over the next few months and years. Well, we're going to sure we're going to get your medal or plaque or something to you because we're gonna, that's because we're going to have anyone like you that that can can weather the system and go against the attorneys the and the slayer. rest of it. Yeah, the dealers. She's the dealer slayer. Yeah, there you go, a dealer slayer. I like that. Lorig, um, yeah. it's yeah, Nancy. Thank you very much for your help. Again, and and I just want to I'm going to thank you. It's been quite a journey, and it's been quite a journey for you. And uh, hey, you weathered the storm. And, uh, you know, the strong shall overcome and survive. And you did just that. And what an example uh, for everyone. And I, you know, emphasize the ladies. And somehow we think we won't be heard. And guess what? You were heard. 
and I want to thank you so much. We were very fortunate uh, to, you know, meet, and uh, I hope you... Nancy, I just wish there were more women like you. Um, you go into these dealerships, very few women. They're all salesmen. On the service desk, they're all sa- uh, men. Very few women like you, and I'm, I'm just very grateful that I did meet you, <laughs> and we, we, we've become friends over, over the... Uh, over the YouTube, but it's just it's just very sad. It's a sad predicament because there are good women out there that should be yeah. in, these, Ex- in these dealerships. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you're uh, absolutely right. In the uh, automotive news that I read, um, oftentimes I take a look at the uh, back uh, sheet, uh, the back page, and take a look at the graduates uh, from uh, that industry. And uh, every once in a while, there might be maybe uh, two or three. Well, just recently, Earl pointed out to me, because I hadn't taken a look at my edition, that uh, there was, uh, I I think, uh, Earl, what was it, 14? Uh, that uh, they uh, showed all these pictures, and uh, that yeah. was that was encouraging, uh, because things are changing because of women like you, women like me, and uh, as I always say, your voice must be heard. It must be mm-hmm. heard. So yeah. I want to thank you. And, and we- thanks again to all of you, and good luck with the, with the show, and... Uh- May you have continued success out there, and you I, have I, lots of listeners. I want to ask you to repeat what you said in your email. Uh, it was in uh, French, and it was uh, plus que changer. Oh, no, plus que change, which uh-huh. means life goes on, nothing changes. Nothing changes, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, a satirical type of comment that, you know, you, 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 you're trying to change things, but in the end, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I felt after I walked out of that dealership. Yeah. You know, I thought, well, you know, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm gone. They don't care. <laughs> and, and there'll be another huge after me, right? That's yeah. how I felt. It would have been yeah. somewhat satisfying if you could be, well, look back and say, hmm, I'm just a memory. You know, but yeah. I don't even think that that, that that would apply. Again, thank you so much for the call, and yep. I hope thank to talk again, to you Nancy again. And, all right. And sa- thanks for okay. sacrificing your morning for us. I really I'm pressured nice. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Take thank care. Yep. You're welcome. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-497. 6530 and don't forget your anonymous feedback.com. We're going to stick with the phones and we're going to talk to Marty from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. She should have bought a Toyota. That was her problem. <laughs> okay. Is Rick there? He I is am. indeed. He's ready. All right. I got a question for him. Maybe in the last month. I'm going to say two or three times, and I drive my 2020 Camry probably three or four times a day somewhere. The electronic parking brake did not release, so the emergency brake stayed on. And I called once, and you told me, make sure my door is shut. So, so far, I haven't fallen out of the car, and I know it's not the door. However, I'm coming in Wednesday for oil change and tire rotation, but I really don't want to have them monkey around with the brakes. What do you think the possibility is that the electronic parking brake just doesn't release? 
I mean, when I see that it happens, <clears> I just push down on the lever, and then, of course, it's, it's off. Uh, I would recommend have us run a health check on it with the TechStream scan tool just to make sure that you haven't got something weird going on there. Okay, will they do that when I do the oil change and that? Only if you request it. If you, if you tell them you're having an issue with the parking brake, um, tell them that we recommended run a, run a health check, then, you know, obviously that we'd be able to take care of that. But only if, if you don't mention the issue, then it does normally get done, no. Okay, but that doesn't mean they're going to start taking anything apart. Not unless you authorize it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> if it, if it's and under warranty, to me, and to, to all my customers out there, the please don't call on the radio to get your uh, service done at Earl Stewart Toyota. So, yeah. <laughs> call, call us at eight four four three four six one. Not the radio show. Okay. Uh, the other th- thing I wanted to ask you: if it's just, uh, let's say, it can't be just like a fuse or something. No. Uh, Fuses, if, if a fuse blows, whatever system it's powering shuts down. And okay. pretty much anything, if the fuse blows, uh, you, you got to understand, a fuse is simply a piece of wire that if it gets too much current drawn across it, it heats up and it literally burns apart. And once it's done, it's like a light bulb. Once the light bulb burns out, it's done. So when a fuse blows, that's it. Uh, what you've got going is probably uh, some issue with the computer system, and we'd need to go in and diagnose that to find out for sure what's going on. All right. All right. Thanks, Rick. I think I'm going to leave it alone. Okay, All Marty. Right. Thanks for going. Right. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Marty. Bye. Um, Marty sounds so disappointed uh, on the on the brake issue. Yeah. Mm. You know. I wish I could remember the French uh, the French phrase that uh, that we just heard, but <laughs> I don't know. We don't speak French. Um, yeah. Are we good on the phones? Uh, we do. We are on the still on the phones, and we are going to talk to Myra. And this is for you because oh, I you. know that you'll be able to uh, say that eloquently. <laughs> right, uh, we are going to go to Myra, and she's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Mara. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. Have you called before? No, this is my first time. Oh, that is fabulous. I have $50 for you. Um, on That's sa- even better. Yeah, Saturday mornings we offer $50 for the first two new, new lady callers, and you are the first new lady caller. So if you'll uh, share your information with uh, Jeremy in the control room, uh, he'll get it over to me, and I'll send you out a check. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Great. What can we do for you this morning? Well, I just I have a 2006 Toyota Highlander Hybrid, and I love it. I've had it since it was brand new, and it has 225,000 miles on it. And I had planned on buying a new one about two and a half years ago, but then the pandemic hit, and I worked from home, and now mm. I'm really ready for a new one, but I keep waiting for the chips to be released. Mm. And I don't know, or I'd like to buy one that's maybe a year old, but um, that still is under warranty. Um, but now I'm getting a little leery, because I do am traveling again, 
and I'm concerned with that many miles and that old that I maybe need to break down and buy a new one. Well, Mara, let me jump in here quickly. Uh, uh, one of the things that I advise people, if they've taken care of their car, and you sound like a woman that would take care of her car, even though it's a 2006 with 225,000 miles, by today's standards, if you've done all your factory recommended maintenance and you don't experience any issues with the car, uh, it's good probably for at least another 75,000 or more miles. Uh, today's a bad time to buy a car. It's, uh, it's just new or used. Uh, I advise people only if they have to. I don't think you have to, uh, unless there's an issue with your car that I don't know about. But uh, two questions. Have you had all the factory recommended maintenance done? And uh, have you, do you know of any issues with the car? Is there anything that uh, concerns you with the performance right now? Um, I have had all the factory maintenance done. The only thing that concerns me, and I'm going to take it in soon, is my brakes seem to be pulling a little. Mm -hmm. They break, but they're different than what I'm used to. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you, can, you certainly should have that checked out because yeah, it, it could be just an alignment issue that could cause uh, uneven wear on your tires. And uh, I'm an expert at uneven wear on tires because uh, I, I, I'm always changing the tire. I'm, I'm knocking things out of, out of the line. Uh, but uh, that, that's a maintenance item and issue you have to take a look. But as far as buying a car, if, you, if you're going to buy a 2022 or 23 Highlander hybrid, uh, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And uh, even a late model used at 2020-21 would cost you a lot of money today. you got a perfectly good car uh, uh, and uh, SUV, and uh, um, have someone check out uh, that, that pull. Uh, Rick has probably a suggestion on that. Hey, you said it's, it's pulling a little bit when you step on the brakes? Yes, and it's only when I first start the car in the morning and I'm pulling out of the driveway and step on the brakes. It kind of grabs a little, mm-hmm. and then once I get going, it's fine, but it's diff- it had never done that before. Okay, you might have a little bit of corrosion on the rotors, or possibility is the slide pins for the calipers are starting to stick a little bit. Uh, so when you take it in for your service, just mention that. Ask them if they can check the calipers and make sure that they're sliding freely like they should. Rick, let me ask you a question And that should take care of that why issue for it, you. Why does it happen only early when we first starts up in the morning? And why wouldn't that uh, phenomenon occur, you know, at any time she stepped on the brakes? Well, one of the main reasons for that is sitting overnight, we get a light surface of rust forms on the brake rotors. It's totally normal. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it's a little heavier in one spot than the other, Instead of the pad simply sliding along and cleaning that rust off, it'll actually catch a little bit, and that wheel will grab, and that causes the car to pull to that side. But then it stops grabbing. So why? Because so it, it breaks that little bit of rust off of there. And the rust forms again the next morning? Yep. Oh, wow. Never realized rust wow. could happen that South, way. South Florida issues, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's helpful. I appreciate that, and I will ask them about that when I bring it in this week. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Mara. Sounds like a good idea. Uh, Mara, I'll leave you with this. If you go to Earl on Cars, you can read um, a column that Earl wrote about holding on to your old car um, for all the reasons that Earl just mentioned. You know, there's so many variables uh, right now, and uh, it's just not a good time. 
Uh, so go to Earl on Cars and you can read the column and so many others that will help you well, uh, make you f- help you feel more comfortable about holding on to that 2006. Well, I appreciate that, and I do feel better. I think I just had um, a magical number in my mind, 225,000, that maybe that was the end of a car. But um, I feel better now that you said I can hang on to it for another 75,000 miles, possibly. You're good to go. Hang on the line because Jeremy will get your contact information, and then she'll send you that check. Thank you so much. Spread the word, Mara. Tell all your lady friends. Absolutely. Thank Thank you. you. Our number is 877-960-9960. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. You can also text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we're going to stay on the phones, and we're going to talk to uh, Doug. And he's calling us from Boca. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, you guys. How are you? Thank you for having this uh, program. It's very informative and you know, of course, the Sunrise Club. I love that too. Thank you. Thanks, so, uh, Doug. Thank you. So, uh, uh, Ella says hello. And, oh, uh, now right back at Ella. <laughs> Good Don't morning. bark, Rick. No barking now. <laughs> so hey, does, Ella, does Ella react to that, Rick's mm-hmm. barks? <laughs> I have a quick question about. Meow. <laughs> terrible, terrible. That was a little meow. She actually looked at the phone when you did that. <laughs> what was that? There you go, Rick. What creature was that? A cat impersonator. Right. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, I had an opportunity to order a Toyota Corolla GR circuit and... Oh. Um, the thing is, you know, we don't know when they'll be out, but right. I, I won like a little lotto thing and put a little deposit down, and they told me basically that there's no way I'm going to get the sticker price, but my friend knows the owner of a dealership in Hollywood, and he grew up with them, and they, basically I could get the car for sticker price, but then... That's I great. just heard you say. I just heard you say. Why don't you just stick with the car that you have, which is the, that you know the Honda Civic Si that I've had since 2020. Because the Color GR is so cool. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so because of the new laws that Honda did with their leasing, I can't sell my car because Honda forbids me to do that. Unless I buy it and then sell it, so I don't think Toyota does that. No, and and I'm kind of upset about it because now if I turn in my Honda, well, which is dumb, very dumb because it's worth, worth more. Yeah. Well, that's typically the um, that's the, the the what you go. I mean, you would buy it, um, exercise your purchase op- option, and then sell it. That's how it would be done, even th- even through Toyota. Oh. Oh yeah. At the end of the lease, you're either going to um, indicate you're going to return it, um, or you're going or you're going to buy it. Um, if you return it, then you know you just walk away, and and that'd be crazy now because, like you said, your Civic Si is worth a lot a, a lot right now, <clears throat> more than your payoff. Um, 
but that's kind of like the step. So you can't just you know, sell it directly because right now um, it's owned by the uh, lessor by Honda American Credit, and you're the lessee. And then, according to the contract, when that ends, you know that goes back to the dealer <coughs> unless you exercise your right to purchase. And I'm pretty sure that's the same on on all manufacturers' leases. Yeah, Doug. It's uh, particularly uh, where you live here in South Florida. There's a big class action suit in process. WPLG Channel 10. Uh, has done a great job at raising awareness of what the car dealers were doing prior to the, uh, this time. They were uh, they were requiring high fees, uh, thousands of dollars sometimes, on top of the purchase option price you had in your lease contract. Uh, right now, I'm pretty sure if a dealer isn't scared to death to do that because they would really end up in this class action suit, uh, I think if a lot of dealers are starting to behave themselves. So you'll be able to buy that Honda at uh, the actual price listed in your lease contract, purchase option price, which will be thousands of dollars less than the market value. So you can flip it, you can buy it, and then resell it and make a couple thousand, maybe more, and the dealer uh, can't interfere with that process. If he does, uh, just let let us know, and we'll let uh, the uh, Jeff Weinseer at uh, Channel 10 WPLG know, and yeah. they'll be interviewing that dealer the next day. The, the only thing you have to pay on the uh, for your purchase, if you purchase your lease, is just the sales tax, and then you're going to have to register it again because uh, it's going to um, transfer yeah. the tax because it's registered under the lease lesser. Well, the the buyout price is sixteen thousand one hundred, not including tax. And and the dealer said that they were going to charge me a thousand dollar fee. So what I did is I went to credit union. I said, hey, I'm going to call Honda. I'm going to have them give you whatever. And and so therefore I say I would save the thousand dollars that they. When did they do that? When when did they tell you they wanted the thousand dollar fee? Um, just a week ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> where, where where was this? <coughs> Doug. I'm going to give I'm you. I'm going to tell you the name. I'm never going to go there again. This is it? <laughs> Del, Del Rey Honda, and they're still doing that. They yeah. were. Good, they were giving me, but no more. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that happened. Yeah. That was after all this came out. Yeah, they live in a bubble. They must not know what's going on. If you want to talk to Jeff Weins here, the investigative reporter for WPLG, I can give you his telephone number. He'd love to uh, walk in there with a microphone and talk to the Honda dealer. <laughs> I would definitely do that because you know that I'm, <laughs> I'm in that field. And I really appreciate you guys, but I don't know how I'm going to get both cars because if I want, you know, I'd have to be a dealership to be able to buy right. two cars. Because you got to wait a long time for <laughs> for, the, for the Corolla. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. They said January, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be maybe even February, but we'll see. But I'll let you know what happens with that. I need the number for um, Jeff Weinstein. Okay, Weinstein. Yeah, let me uh, let me give that to you. He'll right. be happy to hear from you, Doug, for well, sure. I, I'm gonna give it to you on the air because uh, everybody else could call. Everybody else would like to have it too. And Weinstein, here he goes. Uh, this is a cell phone number. Jeff Weinstein, investigative reporter, WPLG Channel 10. And that number okay. is. Area code 954-364-2823. I'll repeat that. Area code 954-364-2823. Again, Jeff Weinseer, W-E-I-N-S-E-I-R. 
investigative reporter at WPLG Channel 10. And uh, he led the uh, charge in South Florida for this class action suit. And uh, car dealerships and car manufacturers, captive finance arms, are settling this out of court right and left. So uh, even Toyota was involved. Uh, Southeast Toyota Finance was involved. They, they settled it. Toyota dealers have settled it. Buick dealers, Chevrolet dealers. Uh, it's a bloodbath down there, thanks to Jeff Weiss here. Well, I'm going to call on, on everyone's behalf because this shouldn't be done. Yeah. And, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate both of you and, and, and love both of you. And I hope you have a, a wonderful Saturday, and thank you for all your help. Thank you, Doug. Oh, you're welcome, Doug. We hope to hear from you again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, as I said earlier, don't forget, uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. And whenever you go to Earl on Cars, there's uh, so many columns uh, that you can pull up, and uh, one that's uh, extremely appropriate, and uh, just to put her face out there, it's an open letter to the Attorney General, um, Ashley Moody. And, uh, you know, uh, she can uh, certainly help you <laughs> if she has the time, uh, which uh, she never has. But uh, at any rate, uh, uh, Laura is a perfect example from uh, this uh, lawsuit yeah, that's, with Ed yeah, Morris. That's, that's an interesting uh, example of our Attorney General. Uh, if you listened earlier, uh, or if you haven't listened earlier, uh, a, a woman, a very, very smart, educated consumer type woman called because she had been taken advantage of at Ed Morris Cadillac. And uh, we advised her when she called to the show to, to, contact, to file a complaint with the state attorney general, and she did. And that went to Ashley Moody. And you would think that when someone had clearly committed a violation uh, the, the attorney general would have made more of it, but apparently the attorney general just talked to Ed Morris Cadillac and said, you've done, you've done a, a wrong thing here, and you better give that money back, and he did, which is good. But the point is uh, they were trying to keep it under wraps, and Ed Morris had Lorig sign um, a, a nondisclosure agreement, uh, the attorney general acted secretly between Ed Morris. Never, the attorney general never contacted Lorig so that it would be conversation about it. So in this case here is the case of Ashley Moody, the attorney general, protecting the car dealer and saying this thing is going pretty far. I'm giving you some friendly advice. Settle this thing, 350 bucks. settle it, and get a non-disclosure agreement, and then tell me you've done this. It sounds to me like... Uh, this is not government in the sunshine. This is government in the shadows. And that is a proof that our attorney general is in the pocket of the car dealers and the car dealer associations. And this is a very bad thing. And Ashley Moody's running for re-election. And guess what? She'll get re-elected. No one's running against her. The woman that's running against her is doesn't have any financing, any support. And I can't even remember her name. But she has one opponent. And, of course, Ashley Moody will get elected again. And that's the way politics is in Florida and a lot of other states. Yeah, they really moved forward with the advertisement, the commercials for Ashley Moody just recently. Uh, as I said earlier, 877-960-9960. Give us a call and uh, we're going to stay on the phones and we are going to go to Miami. Uh, good morning. 
morning. How are you? It's Elaine from Miami. Oh, Elaine. Welcome. Have you called before? I have not. My oh, friend yeah. Regina. Elaine, uh, I have uh, $50 for you this morning uh, as a second new female caller. You win yourself $50 in uh, after our conversation is finished. If you'll stay on the line and talk to Jeremy in the control room, um, he will get your information and I will get that check out to you. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, how are things in Miami? Uh, well, how can we help Good. you? So my friend Regina, she actually um, referred me to listen, and she actually ordered a car, um, and it's coming like in about in 2023. And she also told me it was a hybrid. I recently got a Highlander in 2020 pre-COVID, um, and I saw something on the news um, about like this whole hur hurricane disaster, and they said about um, electric cars as they're plugged in you know, before we lose power, um, if you plug them back, and I thought, I don't know if it was on Channel 10, however, I, w I was looking online, I couldn't find the article, um, and it said, if you plugged it back into the house, once the power, lo you lost power in the house, would it, it would give back power to the house, so I didn't, that was a great question that I didn't know how to, like, I was like, Regina, did you hear about this, and she was like, no, I didn't. So she's like, you should ask that question on, on the air. So do you know about that? Elaine, there, there are some cars that have that benefit. I think Tesla might have that. I'm not sure. Uh, this isn't a common thing in any electric car, but there are trucks, I believe, or maybe Ford. Uh, uh, Rick might have some specifics on this, but yes, there is. there are electric vehicles, a few of them, that offer... Uh, a generator uh, ability in a situation of power storage, so, so you can run a small amount of, uh, of small power consumption items off the generator from your electric vehicle. But that isn't standard, and most electric vehicles don't have that. Rick, do you, can you add to that? Yeah, the only one I'm aware of that has that uh, capability are the Ford Lightning trucks, the F-150 Lightning, that is just now coming onto the market and it's they have to be specially equipped for it and even then it would only be a short time before you'd lose that you know that power would run out so you'd only have a small amount of it but in an emergency situation that can be a life changer so yeah that's right. certainly a possibility yeah. <clears throat> yeah on the actual like when they were doing that bit on the on the news it didn't really specify and it was like one of those quick um, you know, make you want to watch through the commercial. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I didn't get to watch through the commercial. However, thanks for that information. And, you know, um, I also, it, um, the opponent for, the opponent for Moody is Ayala, which I did follow. Um, but yeah, we should definitely work on, you know, getting government that hides things away. So yes. Ayala, I'm glad you're. Uh, give us that name again. This is the opponent running against uh, uh, Ashley Moody. Is that correct? Yes, it's Aramis Ayala. And uh, if if uh, if you're looking for someone to vote that will be better than Ashley Moody, uh, Mrs. Ayala, 
uh, unknown as she is, uh, would be a, prefer- a preferential choice. I don't even know Ayala's background or what she would do, but she couldn't be any worse than than Ashley Moody. Any any uh, uh, attention and concern anyone would have for the car buyers in Florida would be better than what Ashley Moody has. She has zero. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, Elaine. So Thank you, for, thank you so much for the call, and uh, we hope to hear from you again. And uh, uh, good luck, and uh, spread the word. We're here. Fifty dollars for the first two new lady it's callers. A, it's, my, it's my first time listening, and it's really interesting, actually. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, please call again and spread the word. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elaine. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Youranonymousfeedback.com is right there for you. So take advantage of it. We're going to stay with the phones, and we're going out to Palm City, and we're going to talk to John, who is a regular caller, and he fills us with so much information week in and week out. Good morning, John. Good morning. Speaking of EV trucks, Pepsi-Cola is taking delivery on December 1st of 100 Tesla semi-trucks. They're going to be used at the Frito-Lay plant in California and also the beverage plant in Sacramento, and they were ordered in 2017. They are Tesla semi-trucks, EV. So here and now, that's a statement from Pepsi, the second largest beverage company in the world. Then I have a question for Rick. Uh, On the EV Teslas, particularly, uh, when they're in a flood, naturally, uh, as a total uh, flood, uh, they're no good because of the electronics. But can the batteries be reused again on a a Tesla or an EV uh, car? Can you use the batteries again or they scrap also? I would say it's highly unadvisable. Uh, due to the fact that the situation we've seen here with Ian, the water that came up was dirty salt water, contaminated salt water. Once that has found its way in, even though those units are sealed, that water is going to seep into everywhere. And even after the water evaporates and dries out, the residue that is left, the salt and dirt residue, is going to contaminate everything, cause massive corrosion. And that's actually been a situation they're having over there where electric vehicles are literally catching on fire days after they've dried out because of that corrosion causing salt uh, short circuits and literally catching those batteries on fire and suddenly the car is bursting into flames of course those high those batteries are on the bottom of the very bottom of the car so they're gonna they're gonna be exposed to the water before any other part of the car so that's a good point uh uh apparently uh a lot of water and floods are maybe even worse for an electrical car than they are on internal combustion absolutely well you've answered the question one fast question to earl on nostalgia Earl, were you ever offered a Saab dealership? Saab was taken over by General Motors, and I believe they closed it down in 2011. No, I, and Saab know, was, in my opinion, a good car at one time. Yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't offered. Had I been offered, I would have declined because you're right. The Saab was just a real clunker, and uh, uh, it's. Uh, I, I, are, do they still sell, sell Saabs? No. 
Born no, from jets. No, they're, no. They're, I think they're worse than Fiat's, and that's uh, about as bad as Their motto was born from jets because the, <laughs> the original Saab con- company uh, over in Europe was building jets yeah. and then switched over to cars after the wars. Yikes. General Motors shut them down, I think, in 2011. Yeah. Total shut them down. Is that right? Hmm. Well, thanks. Th- th- All right, guys. Th- you th- answered th- the question about the EV batteries. Oh, thank you. I'm glad we could help. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, John. And uh, I know you always look forward to the Mystery Shopping Report. And uh, we went to Bradenton, Florida, if you didn't tune in earlier. And it should be a great Mystery Shopping Report from Agent Lightning. One place I recommend you've never gone to. It's not that far away. And it seems like one family owns every car dealership in Sebring. Sebring, Florida, yeah. <laughs> which is not that far north from us. I would like to see a shopping report done at Sebring. Yeah, what's that and guy's name, uh, John? Uh, my sister lives over there, and she's often talked about him, uh, but I've forgotten his name. Well, I don't remember his name neither, but it looks like he owns every dealership in town. So yeah. Yeah. It would yeah, be I, an I, interesting yeah. shopping report. It's like going uh, down to Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, you know, with all these dealerships. And he owns them all, unlike Palm Beach Lakes. But it's just a, a melting pot for uh, the dealers. Thanks, John. Thank you guys again. Thanks for being there. You're welcome. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Rick? Alan J. Alan J. Alan J. Alan J. That's it. So I, got, um, I, have, I got a little little anecdote for Alan, Alan J. He's a, um, again, he's kind of like got a monopoly in the Sebring area on car dealerships, family operation. They've been been there for a long time, but they're very very small dealerships, and uh, they had a uh, uh, Alan J. ran for uh, uh, the time dealership. Dealer of the Year Award, which is a political thing, uh, he, they were they were nominated as to be the Dealer of the Year, and the Florida Automobile Dealers Association won the nomination. There was nothing spectacular, because of the fact that he owns a lot of very small dealerships over there. It's family; they're not bad dealers. I mean, they're 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 a C on our curve when we grade dealers. And this is uh, probably twenty years ago. And about the time I started uh, dueling with uh, Florida Automobile Dealers Association and becoming a consumer advocate, so uh, they were they they nominated him for the Time Dealer uh, of the Year award, and they wonder if there's any other nomination. So I nominated myself mm-hmm. as that, and of I course recall that. it was kind of a joke because I knew that the FADA, the Dealers Association, would never elect me for anything. <laughs> And uh, since I turned consumer advocate, but uh, but Alan Jay was voted the Time Dealer of the Year award from Florida. He they weren't for the national, but they were for overall. So it was a interesting story to share with the audience. Uh, we are going to talk to guess who, the Roadrunner, Steve <laughs> beep, beep. from Boynton. Good morning, Roadrunner. Good. Morning, everybody. How everybody doing? Good. We're doing good. Now that you're called, we're great. Okay. We love hearing uh, from you. See, yes. Anybody see that commercial where there's a, a vehicle on the left, an open parking spot, and a vehicle on the right, and it's a tight spot, 
The guy gets out of his vehicle, hits the button, and the vehicle parks, parks itself in the tight spot. Huh. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that. Think, what model, do you, well, what, what kind of car was it? I think it? it's a Hyundai. I'm not sure. Oh. I've seen that. Well, right? Okay, now my thing is, now the guy on the left, the passenger can't get in the vehicle, and the guy on the right of it, the driver can't get into the vehicle. Why would you? Why would you park there? Now, being from New York, I would have left a loogie on his windshield or his door handle, or I would have wrote him a note. We all know what a loogie is, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To me, that's the stupidest thing I ever see, especially if you were a handicapped person. How are you going to get in and out? Yeah, I have that feature on my Tesla. As a matter of fact, I I don't I don't want to use it because it makes me nervous. But te- technically, my Tesla will park itself. Very nervous. <laughs> yeah, and what happens if the vehicle just decides to take off? It that's, goes right into the restaurant. That's why I'm nervous and I haven't tried it. <laughs> that's why you're nervous. Okay, uh, I want to get on a serious point now. Okay. Uh, I was in Fort Myers Beach before the hurricane. I was there for three weeks. I left September 16th. Oh, boy. Uh, I just want to say to all the car show people out there, if you're having car shows, get donations to help those people. Yeah. You know, no matter how big or little the donation is, just give a little. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it's uh, worse than anybody thought. I've been a, a resident of Florida since I was born. I was born in Fort Lauderdale in 1940, and I've been through all the hurricanes. So, and, and Nancy and I, and, and before I even married Nancy, I never left. I never evacuated. Well, I did one time, 1947. Uh, but uh, th- this is the worst uh, hurricane in terms of human misery, property damage, uh, it was it's just terrible. So you're right. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I, these folks on the on the southwest coast of Florida are in terrible, terrible conditions. Yes, and, my uh, timeshare was in the parking lot where I stayed at the Stebel Island Beach Club. Wow, oh. that is. Yeah. A, huh. And the Barrier Islands uh, devastated. That's where a, a lot of the deaths were. These uh, little islands, Pine yeah. Island. I hadn't even heard of Pine Island. Uh, but uh, it was just devastated. There's so many. There's several. I just thought there was just two or three. There were like half a dozen. Sanibel Island, the the only bridge to it was completely wiped away. Yeah. 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 It'll be yeah. months before they get a road there. On that Sanibel Island Pier. Yeah. With that. And the lighthouse stood up after all those years. Wow. I didn't realize that. That's, that's when they really built stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, everybody have a good and safe day. Thank you, my friend. You. Thank you, Steve. Thank it's always you. great to hear Bye. from you. 877-960-9960. We're going to stick with the phones, uh, but don't forget you can text. Uh, we've got YouTube. We're going to get to uh, Rick shortly. And uh, we are going to go to Mark in Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, everybody. I'm assuming everyone's doing well. I'm just calling with a, my usual reminder uh, for, for the listeners. Hopefully everybody's heard about the program that you guys started. But, you know, the shows only last two hours. And there's so many questions out there that, you know, with this, all these cars that were that will be or have been totaled, a lot of them are going to hit the used car market. But um, Earl's Vigilantes is a program you guys started. Yes. For um, 
the vigilantes to give information to your listeners mm-hmm. that they're after the shows. It's a good resource. Uh, Nancy and I are both good proponents of the program. Um, you know, these flood cars, if you're considering buying a used car and you're wondering if it's a potential flood car, um, there's questions that you can ask us that we can answer. And also, um, you know, um, sales, service, and body repair of cars. Earl's Vigilantes is a great program. All you have to do is look up Earl on Cars, and I believe that's where you'll find the category for Vigilantes. Well, thank you, Mark. I I just put my hand on. Contact information. I just put my Vigilante hand on. Thanks for reminding everybody. Yeah, your call couldn't have come at a better time. Yeah, where's where's your where's your Earl's Vigilante shirt, Earl? Well, we haven't got the shirt yet. I keep asking Stu. Stu uh, stepped Stu stepped out, but I'll jump on him when he comes back. Where are the shirts? <laughs> they're in the making. We're supposed to have shirts. You're right about that. Yeah, they're in the making. But Mark, again, back to you. Uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for you know your contribution to Earl's Vigilantes. You've been a great asset, and as I said, your call couldn't have come at a better time uh, because there's so many people out there who need help. And they can go to Earl's Vigilantes, as you said, and uh, it's a win-win situation. You don't know, you don't have to know how to take an engine apart, um, and uh, you can not only help, uh, you, you know, others, but you can help people in your own neighborhood. And as I said, Mark, you've been a great asset, asset, and I can't thank we can't thank you enough for calling the show. No worries. Well, I hope everyone has a safe and enjoyable remainder of the weekend. Thank Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Same to you. Uh, We are out of calls. Uh, Rick, do you have... I've got a couple quick ones here. Uh, This one from Mark Ryan, and it fits in with what we were discussing a few minutes ago. Ford announced that the F-150 Lightning, the EV truck, would increase by $5,000 for the 2023 model Due to ongoing supply chain constraints, rising material costs, and other market factors, orders are extremely strong. Uh, He says, I'm guessing the other market factors is Ford's cash grab opportunity. Any thoughts on this? Well, remember, before we talk about the high price, there is the, uh, just enacted into a law, is, uh, is the subsidy for the electric vehicles. And uh, I haven't got all the details there, but it's substantial. And, and the Ford Lightning and the other new EVs, uh, for most manufacturers, including Tesla, there'll be substantial rebate, uh, cash rebate for electric vehicles, which will offset the increase in costs. Hmm. And this one from Charles Reeves, he says, Good morning, all. I live in New York City, and as of late, mass transit has become a harrowing experience, to say the least. Do you think I should be looking at cars auctioned from Scofflaws and the Marshalls? I'm not familiar with those myself. He says, Thank you. I'm not, I'm not sure either. Uh, i got to do a little Googling. Is that an auction house, scofflaws? But mass, tr- mass transit, I mean, that's what that's you want to have when you got a problem with cars in, yeah. in a congested area like New York City or Chicago. So uh, I don't know exactly. Uh, oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, there is an online auction called Scofflaws, and Microsoft sued them uh, a few years ago. Um, mm. But we, gotta, we have to look into it a little bit more to, to give you an intelligent answer to your intriguing question. Yes, oh. very intriguing. Um, I do have a text from Anne-Marie. She says, good morning. A friend just came back from a 16-day tour of Japan. She remarked about all the different models of Toyotas there that we don't have here in this country. Um, and I went to Japan too. There's lots of models of all sorts of Janu Japanese manufacturers that we don't have here. Lots of little small vans and like cute little cars that you just don't you don't see over here. Um, she liked riding in the Toyota Crown taxis, but she thought that trying to wedge three full-size adults into the back of a Prius taxi was a bit much. It is. Mm. Um, as they toured the country, my friend noticed that the dealerships. Um, of all brands they passed were smaller than American dealerships, but they had more inventory on display than the American dealerships have. Um, one, uh, do you know if it, if it is actually true that Japanese car dealers get more inventory than American or American car dealers? You know, when I was in Japan, I visited um, a, a car dealership, a, a Toyota dealership <laughs> over there, and it was cute. It was a little, little tiny uh, store. It looked like about the size of like a gas station, like a big gas station here. Um, they didn't have a lot of inventory, but it was a small lot, so it was filled. And this is in the years before this crazy time. Um, so I learned a lot about the individual dealership. But to answer Amory's question, we didn't really get into their uh, like distribution. I, I, I don't know if they have access to more cars. Ma makes sense that they would. Uh, do you know if they have less of a problem getting chips in other parts because of their proximity to where the chips are made? Um, um, I would imagine. I know a lot of our parts that we have um, uh, that are slowed down we have, that we can't get come from Southeast Asia. So the less ships involved, the logistics possibly. But I really don't but, know. But uh, Toyota's worldwide. I, you know, the, the, most of Toyotas. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't have the written proof of this, but I would think that most Toyotas are not built in Japan anymore. Right. They're built somewhere else. Uh, at one time, uh, years, you know, 30 years ago, uh, that might have been the case. But right now, they're built in South America. They're built in China. They're built in the United States. Huge number. We actually, in the United States, export cars to Japan. Yep. We export Camrys and uh, manufacturers. Uh, so it's a uh, global economy and the whole thing. The Japanese car dealer is totally different, as Stu described. They're, they're, they're not the flashy big uh, mega dealers uh there's not the slam bam uh you know thousand dollar million dollar discounts they're more like family little places yeah. and they wouldn't have large inventories typically partly because they get all their cars probably next door right. from the manufacturers <laughs> the factories, uh, down the block <laughs> and uh, it's just uh it, it's probably a very sane friendly way to buy a car in japan compared to way the way it is in the usa yeah it, it, it was um they had um, sales meetings. We saw a sales meeting. It looked a lot like American car dealerships. Uh, maybe American car dealerships from the 80s. Everybody wore suits and ties. Hmm. And um, like dark suits and ties. But you couldn't tell what they were saying. Uh, no. Well, we had translators and our guide was there. And I think, um, I, I'm pretty sure that the dealer spoke English. Um, he spoke to our group. Anyway, it was, it was a really neat experience to see in a different culture. Doing something that really was invented here. I mean, I mean, I mean, we invented car dealerships in the United States, so that's a um, that's their approximation. And they had a lot of little signs 
for all like the least like the you know least payments and things like that and it was all very colorful Interesting. Looked like anime <laughs> i love the suit and ties yeah very yeah. formal. We wear we, we did that in the United States yeah. for years. Yeah. We had I, to wear them too. They told us when we visited the car dealerships yeah. it would be proper. Oh, we ought to wear suits and ties. Yeah. Oh, I wore did. I wore a suit and tie for the probably first twenty five years of my career. Yeah. When I had to draw pictures of my dad for like school, I like with crayons, I would draw a, a, a guy with a blue suit and a red tie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. And dark brown dark brown hair and a big dark brown mustache. Uh-huh. A, what about the cufflinks? <laughs> And gold cufflinks. <laughs> right, I have a text from Bob, and this is an update. We've heard from him last week. Oh, do we have a phone call? We, oh, we yeah. do. Thank you, Stu. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones where John's been holding from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I just wanted to say I was going to call last week, but it didn't fit with the subject that was uh, being talked about, uh, but it just came up again. And I'm really getting tired of the supply chain. Oh, I want to say excuses, but I'm sure it's not excuses. It's a real thing. Yes. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is if people are wondering why their car insurance has gone up, call your agent, call the company, and when you ask them why there was an increase, because they're going to take and they're going to tell you that it went up by, ours went up in several categories by $50 because of the supply chain and the dealers, uh, not the dealers, the body shops and those that are in the automotive industry keeping the cars running mm-hmm. are have a lack of supplies and the costs are going up because of the supply chain interruption. And so our insurances have gone, well, my, our insurance went up in several categories. Uh, be, and the reason was because of the supply chain. John, there's also the fact that your car now is so high tech. Used to be when you bumped a bumper, all you did all you did was uh, uh, replace the bumper, or you might have to maybe even paint it, or or you can't pound out a bumper. But now a bumper's got sensors in it. Uh, there's electronics on every inch of your car, and so uh, uh, when you normally just had a dented fender or a dented bumper, you now have computers that are being damaged and it goes and, from a 300 repair to a three thousand dollar exactly yeah so uh, today's cars with their tremendous safety and ease of driving and handling and great fuel economy and etc cetera, etc cetera, the, the downside is they are extremely expensive when they get damaged and uh, to repair so the collision repair now is is uh, you know m- m- many many times what it would be 20 years ago no, that, that part I understand. I understand yeah. the parts go up. Yeah. But to say the reason why we're raising your rate is because chain. of the supply chain. That sounds so like the parts. I, I, I hear your irritation because that yeah. I hear it everywhere. I mean, you know, uh, everything is affected. With, and I, you don't know how much of it is true because it does become a convenient excuse. And sometimes you just hear right. that one thing, uh, supply chain. John, how long have you been with your insurance company? Uh, we've been with them for like 18 years. Okay. Well, who's your insurance company? Progressive. Okay. Uh, I've, I've got a bet for you. If you will go out now and get bids from four or five insurance companies, you will you will beat the current premium you're paying to Progressive. All the insurance companies add a little bit more to your premium. Sometimes it's just a few dollars every year. Whether they 
have to or not. That's part of the game plan. That's part of the way they make a huge amount of money. But if, you, if you've been with Progressive for 18 years and you haven't gone out for competitive pricing, you're paying too much money. But what happens with the competitive pricing is here's the trick that they use on you. Yeah. If you sign up, you're now a new customer, mm-hmm. and they give you a 15% discount. The second year, it goes right back to more than what you are paying with your original company. We well, went through that. Well, um, play, then play we the game. tried that and had to, Play the yeah, game. Yeah, you know, and it's just, uh, <laughs> and like I said, that first year, they give you the big discount to draw you in. It's, hey, it's just like down at uh, City Place where they bring in all the restaurants and that. They offer them a great uh, lease for yeah. two years, and after the two years, they go out of business. They bump the rates way up. That's why. That's why the industry down there, you know, all the businesses are two to three years. You know, for the smaller companies. Well, that's, there's uh, there's a lot of truth to that, but my point is, so what? Uh, if you have to go out every year, every two years, it'll take you ten yeah. minutes online or on the phone to get a competitive quote, and then you save yeah. yourself fifteen twenty dollars a month in premium. So just it's worth a, it. Just use a fake email address because right. as soon as you get quotes, your email box is going to blow up. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's the and the, and when you do sign up for those uh, you know cheaper insurance and it starts looking for you, I think there's uh, websites that uh, you tell them you're looking for car insurance and then they send you a whole bunch of different companies that are going to try and outbid and outbeat yeah. each other. It doesn't. It's just not worth. Sometimes yeah, it's, 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 it's not a worth circus. It for me. I hear you, John. Yeah. Great point, but it, John. But, but my, the whole point was, if, if people are scratching their head why their insurance went up, that's one of the excuses that you're going to get, yeah. is yeah. the supply chain is interrupting everything, and and they're trying to cover their costs on it. Well, there's, tr- there's truth in that, but there's, uh, there's also the, I'm an insurance yeah. company, and I know how to make money. You know, uh, that's where Warren Buffett made most of his money, was in insurance, and anyone that has an insurance business. Uh, um, uh, I have an insurance business. Stu has an insurance business. And insurance has got a huge amount, number of tax deferrals and tax breaks. Insurance is a great way to make a lot of money. So Progressive, Allstate, State Farm, all of them, Geico, they are making a lot of money. And you're the ones that's paying the profit. I pay it, you pay it. Everybody who pays insurance is making the insurance companies extremely rich. John, thank you very much for the call. Let's move along. Right. Give us give us a call again, John. It was great hearing from you. Uh, we are going to get to Stu um, because he, no doubt, has I, a I, lot. I got a good text <laughs> over here. Um, this is from Bob, but we heard from Bob last week. Um, he lives in Naples, and he lost two of his cars were washed away during, oh. during the storm. Um, and he called to let us know that he um, used our advice on taking a chance and buying online and he did and he bought he bought two used cars from from our dealership um, and ordered a, a new car <clears throat> so here's his update good morning bob from naples with a hurricane damage update uh, my 2010 and 2016 corollas were inspected and totaled by the insurance company uh, water came above the wheels they were towed away by copart and sent to auction beware out there of those used flood cars yeah they're not going to scrap those cars folks they're coming back on the market and you don't want to buy one of those yep he says this is wild Uh, my certified used 2016 that i purchased for fourteen thousand dollars in 2018 got a nineteen thousand dollar offer from the adjuster five thousand dollars more than he paid for it four years ago (laughs) um based on Based on the comps, though, I think I can get that to $20,000. 
Four years used and the value went up five grand. This will be a nice down payment on one of the 22s that I bought from you guys. Better than the stock market. It is, <laughs> this, 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 this month. Uh, still waiting for uh, numbers on the, for the 2010 Corolla with 25,000 miles. Um, also, Stephen, that's, that's one of our um, sales associates. Uh, Stephen helped me grab a second 2022 20, two-month-old Corolla rather than the first 2020 efforts picked out. Great customer service. Stay well all. Bob from Naples. And Bob, I'm glad you're safe. And that's just a great thing to, to listen to. So many lessons here. Learn the lesson from Bob's uh, old cars, which are now on the market. And also, um, remember that your car, your used car is worth a lot, um, especially over there um, on the West Coast when there's a um, local shortage of used cars. It's a perfect storm. You have, you, We had high demand, low supply. Now we have off-the-chart demand because of the flood. So a huge percentage of the population on the west coast of Florida, southwest coast of Florida, is having to buy a car. The only time the show recommends you buy a car is when you have to. Well, you've got thousands of people over there rushing out to buy a car. Now, uh, the cars that are being taken off the market are being sold, I would hate to think, maybe to some of the same people that are rushing out to buy the car. So you have a huge number of cars that you should not touch with a 10-foot pole, but you can't tell because they look really good. I mean, it is a science, art, or whatever you want to call it, people that spend their professional careers taking cars that are flood cars and turning them into seemingly viable products. So it's a terrible situation. Be careful if you if you can hear us on the West Coast. I don't know. Alma, is all the power restored or the wireless? The last I saw there were, it was you know below a million were out. It was like a few hundred thousand, I think, yeah. still have are without power. Yeah. And so many unscrupulous people over there in southwest uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Does anybody know about all the looting uh, that is going on? It's just an unfortunate situation. And, uh, you know, I, they're there and they don't care. Uh, they take advantage you know under any circumstances back to Stu. uh we have a text from another bob this is from um a listener in stewart florida Uh, bob says good morning what are the tire rotation pros and cons of front to back and back to forth uh back to front versus crisscross rotation crisscrossing your tires can create what's called a radial tire pull uh tires if you were to look straight down on them The inside edge versus the outside edge is not always a perfect smooth surface and the tire may actually have a little bit of cone shape. You won't be able to see it, but if you put that tire on the opposite side of the car, it may cause the car to drift one way or the other. So if your car is driving straight down the road, we always recommend that your tires should be rotated by fronts going to the back, backs going straight to the front. Crisscrossing them only should be done if you're having an issue with a pull or a tire wear issue, sometimes that crisscross can help correct that. Okay. So it's not really a rotation, it's more like a swap. Yes. Oh, okay. We'll do a tire swap. Well, never mind. We'll call it a rotation. <laughs> well, and the reason you're putting them, uh, moving them from front to back and back to front is because on the front wheel drive cars, 70% of the weight is all on the front tires, yeah. and they also do 70% of your braking. So that makes them wear a little faster, and by rotating them, it keeps the wear patterns even on all four tires and helps your tires last longer, so you get the best use out of them. Thanks, Rick. All right. Well, I'm all caught up with tech, so I'm going to go over here to anonymous feedback and let it log me out. 
it did, but it only takes a second to log back in. Um, <clears throat> I saw one that came in. You said it's only been a couple of days since we got one, but here we go. Uh, here's the question. If I take over the payments on the remaining months of someone's existing lease, will I be able to purchase the car at the end of the lease for the buyout price that was originally on the lease contract three years ago? Uh, the answer to that is no, unless there's some strange exceptions I don't know about. The the uh, person on the lease contract um, is is the person who can buy the lease out. Now you can make an arrangement with that person uh, to you know do you know to help you go through that process, but um, you don't go on the lease contract when you take over the payments. Well, I'm not sure that that, and I don't. This this would be like a, a very unusual situation if they if they formally and got on the contract. Yeah. In that case, they would. But I, if I leased a car, and then I wanted to. I wanted to transfer the lease deal. I've never done this or heard about it being done. I don't see why I couldn't call the leasing company and say, I want to assign my lease to Stu, and they would do investigate you and approve you. It'd be a, it would be a lot of paperwork. If, if they would allow it, cause it would make its comments. I mean, it just it makes sense that you know, there would be a mechanism to do that. Obviously, they yeah. get their lawyers and all that. I don't know if they do it, though. Well, I think as they, a matter I, of practice. I, 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 you know, a, contract, a lease contract is a contract. Yeah. All contracts can be assigned legally yeah. and it's just a question whether the owner of the contract wants, wants to do to it, do it. Yeah. and uh, that would depend on the leasing company and uh, but it's it would be a stretch to say the least yeah so um, but right now barring you know that you know that you know unusual situation um, yeah you just work it out with the person that you're taking over the payments for yeah. um, if they want to do that have another contract yep uh, Let's see. We have another one here. It says, "Why do you require? Why do they require car buyers at new car dealerships to purchase overpriced floor mats?" Um, well, a lot of dealerships are will load up vehicles with equipment that are overpriced and unwanted. Um, you can always request not to get um, any um, options, or you won't buy the car. That might be a tough situation in today's market because a lot of dealers are just taking advantage of the uh, the um, short supply of new cars to load them up with accessories. Um, but you can always put your foot down and find a dealer that won't do that because um, they're not required by the manufacturer. Well, there are certain accessories that have high markups. And in the case of Toyota, we're very familiar with because we're a Toyota dealer. Uh, there's something called Toyoguard. That's, a, that's an accessory called... Uh, to, uh, put on by the distributor and it's extremely profitable and so the dealers all put it on they pre-order it they put it on the car you want to buy even though you don't want it or never heard about it and you mentioned floor mats floor mats have a large markup mm -hmm. and uh, so dealers like to there's there's different ways dealers try to get you uh, the, the most uh, the worst one is dealer install accessories they'll take something like uh, Glass uh, uh, etch or nitrogen and tires that cost them practically nothing, and they'll mark it up a thousand percent or two thousand percent. And it's a dealer install accessory, the value is practically zero, and they try to do that to you. The other way, pinstripe is by factory, hmm? 
pinstripes. Yeah, pinstripes. The other way are factory options, and even the factory has certain options that are higher margin, and they will take those floor mats, seems to be a favorite, and they like to take these very expensive floor mats and put them in the car, and so when you buy the car, you have to buy the floor mat at the high margin. Well, back in the old days, what dealers would do with the installed floor mats, they would get the um, aftermarket cheap yes, ones yes. and put in there. Yeah. Now they can't do that. Well, at least um, I think all manufacturers are doing this because you have the, now the Toyota floor mats have these special locks that go in to keep them mm-hmm. in place. Yeah. They've evolved beyond the hook, so they go in there. There's, so, and I believe you could probably buy an aftermarket version, but they have to have this special lock that works in uh, sure. to the to the floor of the car. Sure. Um, here's some more anonymous feedback. Um, headlines on su- Sunday, October 2nd, 2022, was that Tesla had missed their delivery estimates. Uh, who creates the estimates, and are the estimates ever intentionally set high in an effort to increase the short-term stock price for a quick profit on the sale of the stock? I would say yes to everybody except Tesla. Elon Musk is just one of these people that doesn't care what he says, and he doesn't care about money. Uh, so he probably uh, was integral in that estimate, and they missed it. Uh, it's a crazy world out there, manufacturing, COVID, uh, the yeah. war in Ukraine, supply chain. Yeah. So today, for any CEO or any company to forecast accurately is more difficult than it's ever been. Right. I mean, we on a smaller scale, we forecast at our, at our dealership, and um, it's, it's an um, educated guessing game. And sometimes we're, we're close and sometimes we're way off. And uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a normal thing. But you have to forecast because you have to, you know, you plan for all your business operations along the way. So sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Okay, I'm all caught up. Okay. Uh, okay, Rick. Actually, I got one quick note from uh, Negan One. He says uh, he works for Frito-Lay out in Arizona. And he says Tesla's actually in conjunction with Frito-Lay out there as well. Frito-Lay being owned by PepsiCo, uh, they're going to be arranging to have electric vehicles there to do delivery of the Frito-Lay chips. And then they have a large solar field, uh, solar panels in the field right next to the Frito-Lay warehouse so they can recharge the trucks by solar power during the day and run the trucks at night doing their deliveries. Wow. That's great. Convenient. Great yeah. idea. And you'll never hear them coming. Hmm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not a bit. <laughs> Until they open a bag of chips. <laughs> Frito, ar- my was favorite. Ar- <laughs> there was an article in the uh, Automotive News which uh, surprised me and disappointed me a little bit that the American Automobile Association uh, has been testing uh, the uh, safety items on uh, on cars, and one of them was the automatic braking, which I kind of like. I know Stu uh, does too. It saved my garage wall a couple times, and uh, it uh, automatically uh, applies the brakes even though you don't see what the obstacle is that stops the car. And apparently, the the uh, testing on a lot of cars. One of them was a Toyota, uh, I believe it was a Rav the AAA tried, and the uh, success rate was only in the 30 percent. Mm. And the damages when they tested it in real traffic situations, the automatic braking wasn't that good. So I haven't had a chance to look into that uh, carefully. That's, that's better than hitting the wall 100% of the time. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's and my, sure. gra- my, gra- my garage wall is there because of it, because uh, it, it, it does work sometimes. And uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Well, it, it is it is kind of disturbing to me because I, I brag on and on about the you know the the, the backup cameras and the yeah. and the passing warnings and the and the braking yeah. and a lot of things well, like that. A, the, 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 the braking is a failsafe. You got yeah. you got to pay attention to the beeps first. <laughs> yeah. And what I haven't thought of that you know the NHTSA doesn't test those. They test just a car in a crash the nhtsa should be testing should. The, the standard safety features there's a lot there. of a lot of manufacturers yeah. are really touting these things yeah. as like lifesavers and it should be tested absolutely so that makes you stop and think and uh that, of course uh, how long is it going to take the nhtsa nhtsa or any governmental agency to wake up and know what's we'll going be autonomous on. Uh, that's before right that exactly yeah. won't hold my breath so um we have a uh, a late uh, last minute uh, anonymous feed- feedback that just came in. It's, it's funny. Haha, ha, nitrogen tires. I went to a dealer that wanted to sell nitrogen tires. I asked to see the nitrogen machine, and oops, there was none to be found. <laughs> the, nitri- the nitrogen machine is your atmosphere around you. Yeah, you know, I, 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 uh, I know I say this to the people, the regular listeners. 78% of the air that you breathe, the same air that they, you put in a tire, is nitrogen. So, uh, the, t- the when they do put nitrogen in the tires, they're not putting 100% nitrogen in there. That's impossible because there's already air in the tire anyway. And I'm not sure the exact percentage nitrogen you get in a tire when you use, quote, unquote, pure nitrogen. But to pay for something that's already in your tire <laughs> and which Consumer Reports, the Bible, at least uh, for us, uh, that says nitrogen in your tires is worthless. I mean, it just, they tested every tire for a year and found there was no fuel economy saving. There was no anything that was beneficial from that, Rick. I'll never forget when a guy that owned a, a uh, I believe it was like a, a cycle shop, Scooters, said before a group of people that nitrogen helps prevent your tires from wearing on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. And I, I was scratching my head thinking, what wears the inside of a tire? <laughs> I think I had heard that they said because oxygen is a corrosive element, and it, it is. It, it, yes. It's very reactive yeah. and yeah. binds the things. And so that they're saying that the oxygen, if you have too much oxygen on the inside of your tire, it's going to corrode and oxidize the inside of well, the if tire. You, if, your wow. tire if, you're, if you get a blowout from the inside of your tire corroding, uh, you must put one hell of a lot of miles on that car. I mean, it would t- take 20 years, right. and you should not, you're not supposed to buy a tire that's over six years old. But Just don't it, fill your it, tire with yeah, pure oxygen. oxygen. Right, you're not supposed to pump yeah. tire up with pure oxygen either. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, Stu, um, are, are we going to have time to read the um Oh, I'm sorry. From, I, I, this is uh, out of sight, out of mind. We uh, have, yeah, so before we get to the mystery shopping report, we have a message uh, that, that we're, I'm going to read on the air uh, that um, Earl and Nancy got. It says, hello, Mr. Stewart. It's James Fronte from the YAA platform up here in St. John's County. Just wanted to say thank you for the $50 check that Mrs. Stewart sent to my wife, Kathy, on September 17th. Uh, my wife's uh, birthday was the day before. Thank you for your generosity. Also, I'm watching your show um, um, from morning now and when i looked at a honda pilot in august of 2021 at honda the avenues in jacksonville lou saab is the owner uh the sales manager tried to get me to sign a similar form about making a deal today and taking delivery on the spot if we agreed on the deal the same form also had a line for my signature that said all decision makers were present and that the vehicle for my desired needs 
and the salesperson uh, did his job pro properly and to my satisfaction. I refused to sign the form, and the salesperson said it would be hard to get pricing out of his manager. I thanked the young man for the Costco water bottle and walked out. The sales manager came running and got me in the parking lot while I was getting into my car. I declined to speak with him and left. For the next week, I kept getting calls on my cell phone from my salesman and the manager. I responded to the young salesman and said, thanks, but no thanks, as I won't be emotionally manipulated. The dock fee at the time was $899 plus a $1,900 accessory package. Now it's $999 on the dock fee plus a $2,900 mandatory accessory package. I am so happy that we got my wife the 22 Hyundai Palisade calligraphy back in early February. Just thought I'd share this with you as your mystery shopping report yesterday made me think of my local Honda dealership. Thank you again for the $50 check to my wife. So, yeah, this Very is good. what's going on. That's the reality out there. Thanks, Stu. St. John's County. Where is it? That's up uh, near Jacksonville, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it is. Northern Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think it is. Um, we're going to get to our mystery shopping report, but uh, let me remind you that you too can vote, and your vote is very important. As I say every week, um, you guys out there that are listening, that are YouTubing us, that are Facebooking everything, calling in the show, you make the show. You're an important part of it. So uh, vote on the mystery shopping report at 772-497-6530. We went out to Bradenton, Florida, um, or at least our agent Lightning did, and she did another fabulous job, as Stu did. And uh, we went to Ferkins Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Brayton, Florida. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, Ferkins. That's, uh, Ferkins. Yeah. Unusual name, Ferkins. On the road again, this week our mystery shop took us to the west coast of Florida, Ferkins Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Bradenton, Florida, a little town, small town. You know, it's unusual in this part of Florida to have this type of town. I've, I've known people in that town, and, and uh, it's kind of like Mayberry. It's just uh, uh, near Tampa and some rather, rather big areas, but it's located just south of Tampa on the Gulf of Mexico. And the Manatee River. Yeah, Manatee River. Hmm. This area was battered last week by Hurricane Ian, as you well know. And it'll be a long time before things return to normal. That's an understatement. A long, long time. The worst of the hurricane was experienced further south in Fort Myers Beach area, <coughs> but the damage was widespread. Last week, we talked about the thousands of cars and trucks that were inundated by water, ocean water. Many swept away. We think about floods and we think about water. Well, ain't nothing worse than ocean water. Salt water, you know, a flood car is bad enough, but when you have salt water flood, it's even worse. Uh, a great many of these vehicles will be totaled by insurance companies, most of them, and will, and, and will need to be replaced. A lot of these vehicles will wind up in the used car market, some with branded titles and some without. As I've said before on this show, Flood cars are an industry because there's always a flood somewhere, and there are people that specialize, uh, wholesalers and retailers, in buying and selling flood cars. These cars are not scrapped like they should be. There should be a federal and state law that's saying you can't take a total car and resell it, but there's not. So these cars are sold to you and your neighbors, and you don't even know about it in many cases. Be very, very careful when you buy a used car. Thousands of people on the West Coast and Central Florida are currently in desperate need of replacement vehicles. That just adds to this terrible situation, a desperation to buy and 
total cars available that look really nice, that seem like bargains on the market. That's the worst uh, case scenario you, you can think of. The sudden demands hitting new and used vehicles at a very unstable time in the car industry. Uh, I mean, here we are in a terrible situation, uh, aggravated by an even more terrible situation. The lopsided supply and demand environment has brought out the greed in most car dealers in the last two years. But Hurricane Ian poured gasoline on the fire, or as I should say, Hurricane Ian poured blood in the water. It's never been a worse time to buy a car than the last two years. For the people on the West Post, Coast, like Bradenton, Florida, it's just, it just got worse. Agent Lightning traveled to the disaster zone in hope of identifying a trustworthy dealer and warning the folks of Bradenton of the bad ones. This report is the first of a two-part series, and we'll do the next one next week. And here's the actual report speaking as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived in the afternoon. The dealership was undergoing some construction, but it looked like it had been well cleaned up after the storm. I was immediately greeted by a salesman named Brad. As soon as I walked in the showroom, Brad thought I was a service customer since I'd come in to the service entrance. I told him I was visiting my son on the West Coast while I was here and I planned to buy a new Jeep Wrangler. I told him I had come over from the West Palm Beach area and I really disliked the Chrysler Jeep dealer there near me. And Brad says, are you referring to Arrigo? <laughs> so it's funny how <laughs> car dealers hear about other car dealers. and. Yeah. Uh, and I said, no, it was Naples. And then Brad laughed again. He said he knew of them, too. So <laughs> the two of the most uh, notorious is not too strong a word for those two dealerships, Arrigo and Napleton. I'll have to say, in fairness to Arrigo, uh, Napleton is more notorious. And also, in fairness to Arrigo, it's not really Arrigo. Arrigo uh, sold out how many years ago? A couple of years ago. And, uh, 2019. And uh, Morgan is now the, John Morgan Group. the Morgan Group is the uh, owner. Brad said he had a new Firecracker Red Jeep Wrangler Sahara. Firecracker Red, I like that. Jeep Wrangler Sahara in stock and available. He said it was a plug-in electric. It would go 24 miles in all-electric mode before the hybrid system kicked in. Pretty cool. Yeah, well, well yeah, there's a few. A few uh, Toyota's got one of those. and there's A couple of them. Other. He took me outside to see it. It was parked on the pad near the front door. It was bright red. Had an MSRP of sixty-one thousand two ninety, and there was no addendum. Now that's the shocker. Don't hear that very often these days. We took it out for a test drive. It drove well and was very quick, but it wasn't charged enough for me to try out the all EV mode. Brad went over everything, and I was impressed with the vehicle's technology. We went back in the dealership. Brad led me to a seat and said he would go get the pricing for me. He said I was lucky to have found the Jeep. The Plugins are very rare. I sighed, knowing he was getting setting me up for the big one, the big hit. He wanted to know if I wanted to pay cash or finance and how much money I had to put down. That's all standard operating procedure in car dealerships. My anxiety began to rise. Brad left, and he said he'd be right back. Returned in three minutes. Hmm. Very quick. With a worksheet. The top line labeled market value was MSRP, 61290 The line labeled selling price was the same, $61,290. Now, here we go. There was an $887 dock fee, that's a hidden fee, $199.95 electronic filing fee, that's a hidden fee, and a $60 
third-party tag fee. Uh, obviously, another hidden fee. I don't call them dealer fees anymore because dealer fees uh, has become a generic term. And there are actually dealers out there that are advertising no dealer fee. But they don't say anything about electronic filing fee or third-party tag fees or doc fees, which are just made-up names for hidden fees. And usually, uh, for years, they call them dealer fees. Everything else added to look legit, and yeah, those together was like $1,147, not a huge amount of money over sticker in today's market. And uh, Brad told me that the owner never marks up his cars, and never did during the pandemic or during the inventory shortages. And this is uh, uh, quite amazing. Really good, actually. And the Jeep Wrangler is about as hot a vehicle as there is on the market today. And a plug-in hybrid Jeep Wrangler. And plug-in hybrid really makes it uh, rare. So uh, I was shocked. Uh, Stu was shocked. Dancy was shocked when we read this. Right. And so I think it's a small town thing. I don't even understand the world anymore, the universe. Because they have excessive dealer fees. And any other time in history that we would have probably dinged them for that. But... I mean the fact that you're getting like, like in, with Toyota we have or you mentioned we have plug-in um, plug-in hybrids they call them primes Prius Prime Rav Four Prime, yeah. those are those take well over a year to, just to even get. Yeah, they were hard. They were low supply before. Right. The COVID. and now Toyota dealers those are getting a big premium over MSRP. So to see a, a, a Jeep dealer yeah. to to control himself and only throws junk fees on there, I'm I'm impressed. Bradenton, Florida. A little sleepy town near Tampa, right in the heart of the hurricane area, not putting an addendum on a car, not charging over MSRP except for about $1,100 in hidden fees. And uh, on on one of the hardest vehicles to buy, a very popular Jeep Wrangler, even more hard to buy because it's a it's a uh, electric uh, combo hybrid. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, we grade on the curve. And we'd like to hear your votes. I think our, our, our listeners are shocked, too, because uh, there's no, no grades coming in. <laughs> it's kidding. We, uh, Bob um, um, gives an A for Firkins. And I'm, I'm inclined to go, I'm going to go, well, I can't give him an A, I'm going to give him a B plus, though. A B plus, because they still have the junk fees. Yeah, I You got to reserve the A for, for the ones that don't do that. Firkins, Chrysler Dodge Deep in Brayton, Florida. Rick, what do you say? Uh, <clears throat> like Sue, waiting for the grades to come in. Seemed like we kind of like it got a little, cut a little short there. Um, well, we we okay. shocked we shocked everybody. We shocked, well, Mark yeah, has was... Mark has a, a, a B plus for Firkins, and Jonathan Wellington says I'm sorry for what Florida's West Coast went through, but due to too many hidden fees, I must give this dealership a B, a decent grade because of no hard sell. Well, let me let, and let, let's do this even before the grades are in. This will kind of telegraph my 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 score but I think you're going to see some higher scores here. Firkins or Chrysler Dodge Jeep. If you're on the west coast of Florida and you want to buy a vehicle replacement, you have to do it in a hurry. Uh, according to uh, this mystery shopping report, this dealership does not add addendum labels. They do have about $1,100 in hidden fees, which we don't like, but everybody does that. And all the dealers in Florida are doing that, or most of all. And... Uh, if you want to buy a Chrysler Dodge or Jeep, uh, Jeep, uh, one of the hottest cars on the market today, and you're on the west coast of Florida, go to Firkins Chrysler Dodge Jeep in Braden, Florida. So if we have any more grades in, we'll get back to the grades. I am. We have all our grades in. So uh, okay. Yeah. okay. Oh no, Martha uh, on Facebook gives them a B. 
I've got I'm, some coming in here. Uh, Negan one, I give it a B plus. Kirk in West by God, Virginia, Firkins Stellantis, MSRP plus junk <laughs> fees. Uh, much better than more, but not perfect. Equals a B. And let's see. Oh, here we go. Tim Gilliland, still not a fan of the hidden fees, but a B minus. Mark Ryan with a B plus. Brian Sedlatko with a B. Rocky Blockatiel with a B plus. Scott Hunter with a B. And <laughs> got a lot of grades over there. I I'm gonna agree with him. I I see a, a B yeah. to a B plus really because it. Oh. You know the the hidden fees don't like them, but you know you're going to be getting them. Yeah, and, and Doug I'm gives them an A minus, which is the same thing as a B plus. Yeah, almost. Who yeah. was it? Uh, Doug. Oh, Doug. Uh -huh. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and vote. And uh, this morning, whenever I read the mystery shopping report, I was somewhat impressed, uh, but I definitely am not complacent and. Uh, Therefore, you know, giving them a high grade, I would not. But uh, I'm going to give them a B, and it's all because of junk fees. Ella the cat gives them a B out. Yeah, I'm going to give them a A minus. Uh, I I I I feel a little guilty about that uh, because of the $1,100 in fees. But in view of the special circumstances of Hurricane Ian, flood cars galore. Uh, I just uh, I'm, I'm I'm almost emotional about how well they treated uh, uh, Agent Lightning, and um, I also go back to the small town syndrome. You know, I think small town dealers know that what they do to their customers today will be remembered tomorrow, and I think that Firkins is just a, a smart guy. He's in a small town, and if he takes advantage of a customer in a small town. The whole town knows about it. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of big dealers around there. There are a lot of competition. If you're a small-town dealer, uh, you pretty much have to take good care of your customers or else you won't have very many customers. They won't repeat. Repeat business is what keeps car dealers uh, around for a long time. And uh, we're speculating that after this whole COVID thing subsides, if it ever does, the supply chain and the rest of it, and now the effects of the hurricane, there are going to be a lot of dealers that are going to lose a lot of customers because they will remember what they did to them when they exported them and charged them thousands and thousands of dollars over sticker price. People have long memories, and Firkins knows that. So buy your Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Jeep at Firkins in Bradenton, Florida, just a little bit south of Tampa. Yeah, great advice. Um, this is rhetoric, but uh, what would happen to Napleton and Arrigo? In Bradenton. <laughs> well, could, could you imagine, say, the general manager goes to get lunch, and the place that he's having lunch, he has sold cars to half go. the people that are in there as customers and employees. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take care of them and you treat them right, they're all going to welcome you open arms. Yeah. You know, that's a similar but phenomenon to Earl. Them up, ooh. He's very well known <laughs> in the area, and so maybe he would be evil if he was a little bit more anonymous. Uh -huh. <laughs> he see, everybody sees him in a restaurant. Go, hey, Earl. Oh, there's a lot of truth in that. There you go, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We had another great show, and uh, we hope you think so, and that you will have a wonderful weekend and tune in next week. Same time, 8 a.m. We'll be right here, the Oldies Channel.